Welcome to One Girl at a Time, a podcast for girls, by girls, with girls. I'm Hajid. And I'm Amima, and we are here to spotlight the power that girls have in this world. And that power begins with each of our minds, which is why we are talking about mental health today. Emotional and mental health is important because it's a vital part of your life and how it impacts your thoughts, behaviors, and emotions. Mental health includes our emotional, psychological, and social well-being. It affects how we think, how we feel, and how we act. It also determines how we handle stress, relate to others, and make choices. Being healthily, healthy emotionally can improve productivity and effectiveness in your work, school, and home life. Martin, Martin Luther King Jr. said, You don't have to see the whole staircase. Just take the first step. This means think of something in your life you want to improve and figure out what you can do to take a step in the right direction. Let's kind of talk about our personal um, kind of how we handle or kind of approach mental health for me lately I have been just stumped with so much work and and the semester is about to end so I know there's like tests and just a lot of homework and I've been trying to kind of take breaks frequently and kind of organize things so I don't get too stressed out but you know I'm trying my best and it's still Mm -hmm. I still feel that stress for me I think my mental health like it's like I don't even know how to describe it, but I'm just trying, like, to do what's best for me, hopefully. Um, If that's, like, kind of, like, going to sleep even though I know I have schoolwork due. Just because, like, I feel like sleep is my happy place. So I'd rather prefer I sleep than I worry about school. Even though, like, but then the, the bad thing about that is, like, I'll go to sleep, but then I won't have a good sleep because... I'm stressed out about the work I'm going to have to do when I wake up. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely a struggle. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about ways to improve your own mental health. Our guest today is Dr. Shashita Inamder, a child, adolescent, and adult psychiatrist. Welcome from San Diego, California. Welcome. Thank you. Um, I'm glad to be here and glad to be talking about something that is so important and near and dear to my heart. Thank you so much for being here with us. So to start off, tell us tell us in our audience a little bit about you. Um, I'm Dr. Sashita Inamdar. I'm a pediatric and adult psychiatrist and neuropharmacologist. And I'm a medical director of Sokia Health and Achieve Concierge. From as early as I can remember, I knew that I wanted to devote my life to others. Growing up in Mumbai, my family was full of public servants, teachers, police officers, and even supporters of the freedom fighters along with Gandhi. I've always had a sense of adventure, a knack for pushing boundaries, and a conviction to correct injustices that I see in the world as much as I can. And although I'm undeniably nerdy, hey, I'm the Scrabble queen of my household, if I might add, and a spelling bee champion, I'm a fighter. I fight for my patients. I fight for those I love, And I have grown to find a way to assert and fight for myself in a field that is still largely male-dominated. Though I've continued the family legacy of service, my biggest accomplishment is raising three boys into amazing young men who have strong moral character, ethics, and kindness, 
alongside with my husband, who's a physician, but who is a core feminist at heart. I believe that you should leave any place better than how you found it. Professionally, through our uh, telemedicine platform, uh, Sokia Health, which provides wellness and outpatient level of mental health services across multiple states and countries, I believe that we want to, and we are striving to provide improved access to wellness and mental health. Um, personally, I hope that I've treated my staff, my friends, and my family with warmth and filled their life with, hey, race car driving trivia, video game trips, Yoda memorabilia. I'm a foodie at heart and maybe a lot of laughs and tears along the way. So that's me in a nutshell. You sound amazing and we're so glad that we <laughs> are able to have you, such an amazing person like yourself on our episode today. I think it's such an inspiration that you're fighting in a male-dominated workspace. I know that's like a hard thing to like fight against and especially your like the importance of mental health. Like, thank you for pushing that importance through. We need more people like you in this world. So, thank you. So our episode today, of course, is about mental health. Is your own mental health something you actively think about and find time for daily? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm a neuropsychiatrist. I'm a neuropharmacologist. I've always been interested in the brain, but I chose this profession of psychiatry for a very, very personal reason. I have lost three close friends to suicide. Every single one of them were caregivers, two were physicians, one was a nurse who just gave and who gave. And somewhere along the way, they forgot to take care of themselves. And I think that is critical. I'm a hard worker. I'm passionate about what I do. I'm available for my patients, but I also know that I need to take care of myself. My staff often laughs at me, tells me, take some time, doc, take a vacation, take a 20 minute nap. And you know what? I actually listen to them. It's taken me some time to set boundaries, just like you mentioned that taking a nap or going to bed early, but it is so imperative for all of us to put our own health first, physical, but more importantly, our emotional and mental health, and listen to the ones who love us and listen to our own body and our brains. When they say, just take some rest and be still, be with yourself. My patients and families are always surprised when I tell them that I actually see a therapist on a regular basis myself. I'd be hard pressed to find somebody working in the healthcare field do not or who does not work with a therapist regularly. We are all human with our own strengths, but our own insecurities, our own trauma, and our own weaknesses. It is so important to discuss and to destigmatize therapy and mental health wellness and use it when we don't need it. Therapy should be proactive. Mental health care should be preventative not just curative and not just when it's a crisis. So I practice what I preach and I absolutely recognize and say that mental health is something that I think about it and I take care of it for myself, or at least I strive to do so. I agree. That's really important to take time out to relax, like think about yourself, like self-care. I think that was one of our previous episodes, most important topics, like stop worrying about everyone else for once and like 
think about you. Yeah, and especially in fields like healthcare or even in education where you're constantly looking mm-hmm. out for others and constantly giving, giving, giving. It's really important to, you know, take a step back and care for your own self. And it's uh, something that you pointed out was that you should, therapy shouldn't be, you know, seen as negative and it should be something that people could go to regularly and not something as curative. And that is, that's, you know, that's extremely important and I something that I want to highlight. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like, it shouldn't be like when there's a problem, you mm-hmm. go to therapy. Like, therapy, like, I could use it right now just to, like, let out what I have to let out without, like, me having something, like, me having a mental illness or anything like that. Definitely, yes. Uh, one topic I emphasize on is that don't think of it as because there's something wrong. Think of it as an oil change. We get an oil change for our car, not because the car is broken, but we do it so that it prevents our car from getting broken. Mm-hmm. So proactive care is what is critical in this world and we all need it. Definitely. So from a professional standpoint, how do you think that COVID has affected all of our <sighs> mental health? COVID is a respiratory pandemic. It's a respiratory illness. But what we are seeing is a mental health pandemic. Uh, data and statistics have shown that there is a 30 to 40% increase in anxiety, a 50% increase in stress and depression, and probably a 10 to 15% increase in rates of suicide. So any of us who can pretend that we are okay are lying to ourselves. There is so much going on in this world right now. In this, It's crazy out there. So if anyone comes in my office or even a friend and they say, oh, I'm doing great, I'm fine. What I try to tell them is either you're lying or you are in denial or there is something seriously wrong there. With the crazy pandemic going on, many of us have to find novel and simpler ways to manage stress, either at work, either at school, just for you guys like students, or even in the home setting. For me, it could be something as simple as getting lost in my favorite book, reading The Fountainhead, listening to a podcast, or going for the James Bond movie, which got released this Friday, first day for a show. It's okay to escape once in a while when the world seems to be too much to handle. With the COVID pandemic, and even otherwise, humans are social beings, and we miss that social interaction. We have had to change the way we function, whether it's at students working on Zoom, whether it's missing out on prom. As you mentioned, there are people dying, and we have had to deal with that. But for a 15-year-old, missing graduation, not having a senior prom night is equally important. So the key is to recognize that we are in the midst of a mental health pandemic and we have to take care of ourselves. I definitely, I can definitely relate. Like during, during quarantine, it just, it was like a series of like always being overwhelmed, like my anxiety and like my stress was at an all-time high like I never ever felt like I was like like okay like I never felt like I could take a break or anything like there was always something running in the back of my mind and especially as young girls as you mentioned seeing certain things on social media or even the news and being bombarded with so many information and that that's not, you know, the best kind of information or news can really, really take a toll on us young girls. And it's um, important to kind of take a break and just realize that, you know, all the things that you're worrying about, 
you know, important and that you shouldn't size down your your stress or your worries just because you don't think it's as important as other things. Yeah. I think that is very important you mentioned. Your stress is your stress. Nobody has an authority or nobody has a monopoly on what is important or what is stressful. For a 15, 16 year old, not being able to take a finals or not knowing when you're gonna be able to take your SATs or college admissions is stressful for you. And that might be different than a stress for a nurse working in a hospital setting or an adult who's lost a job, but it is your stress and don't size it down. Absolutely don't feel guilty about that. The key is that taking a break and then returning to reality with an understanding that we cannot control what happens to us. We cannot always control what's going around us, but what we can control and maybe not control, but at least manage is how we respond to that. So that is the key. Since you've mentioned like all these techniques, like reading a book, going out for a movie, I think those might apply to like people who have like are more older, but how about how can parents like specifically of teens or like younger children help manage their, their child's tr- stress? Um, so one of the first things I like to say is normalize anxiety, normalize the mental health issues. Let's talk about it. Status quo is not an option. We absolutely need to have a conversation about it. Next, feet on the ground. Connection to something that is larger than ourselves which could be as simple as going to the beach and walking bare feet, maybe taking a yoga class or an exercise class. Next, parents need to understand that we as adults need to help teens and tweens decipher what is important and what is not. We need to normalize it. For example, skipping a day of school one day just cause taking a mental health day. Um, Having a sleepover on a school night and maybe eating ice cream for breakfast on a Friday is okay. Rules are there, but it's okay to understand that this is an alternate reality. A very important thing, and as you mentioned this, Umema, is setting some boundaries on social media. It's been in the news about Instagram and Facebook. It is such an alternative and sometimes fake universe. So taking a digital detox day or a weekend is very important. Next, Letting your kids, and even as adults, being bored sometimes. A time for silence, a time for contemplation is important. We lose sight of that in this world of constant stimulation. So sometimes just being is important. Um, And often as parents, we vicariously live our life or our goals through our kids. So let's have some realistic goals and understand that we need to support and honor their individual personhood and sometimes letting them fail, letting them make their mistakes rather than trying to protect them or not let them make mistakes ever. Because if you don't ever make mistakes when you're 15 and 16 and 17 and 18, how are you going to learn? Making mistakes and learning how to get up teaches us grit and resilience. And finally, one of the most important thing as parents is doing it by example. If I don't come home and tell my kids I've had a bad day at work and I need some me time, how am I going to let them express their emotions or their anger or their frustrations? 
So setting by example and role play that it's okay to not be okay. And it's okay to ask for help sometimes in saying, I'm having a rough day and I just need some time off. That is one of the most important thing which we as parents can help manage our kids' stress and emotional wellness. I think especially as parents, um, there's like a big idea that you have to be the perfect role model and that you can't show your mistakes to your kids because you have to be someone that they can look up to. And I think it's beautiful that you mentioned that it's okay to say that, oh, I'm having a bad day or, oh, I don't feel so good today or anything like that. And to take that time away for yourself as a parent and showing that you're showing your kids that, oh, it's like it's okay to be in a bad mood. It's okay. You don't have to be all smiley and super energetic all the time. So I think it's so beautiful that you shared these tips with us. Mm-hmm. Like being able to like when your parents will te- teach you to verbalize your emotions mm-hmm. and make it makes things so much easier. Like for me, my parents never really verbalize their emotions. So now like mm-hmm. I know like that it's harder for me to as well. And just like whenever I'm like going through something, my mind says, oh, like just stay quiet and like handle it on your own because I never had that when I was younger. It's extremely important to vocalize, especially as you said, to verbalize all the things that are going through because if you have those bottled up inside of you, you know, it can take a huge negative toll on your mental health. Absolutely. And also recognizing that we are not perfect. We are adults, but we are not robots. As parents, we make our own mistakes. And being willing to admit and say, sorry, I messed up, I screwed up, I yelled at you, but it wasn't you. It was something that happened at work. So being re- being able to recognize our own mistakes and admit when we are wrong or admit that I need help today. And even as teenagers, if we weren't able to receive that kind of guidance from our parents, we can take that initiative to like have that kind of communication within our own relationships, whether it be with our friends, our younger siblings, whoever it might be, and just like break that cycle, I think. Definitely, because it's it's a generational type of thing. Their our parents learned how to manage their stress and anxiety from their parents, and so on. So it's really important for verbalization of feelings and things like that. Um, so, what are some of the benefits of taking some time out of your day for your mental health? Uh, the thing is, if we don't take care of ourselves, uh, we won't be able to provide the care we need for our loved ones, for our patients and our family. Uh, when we get on a plane, you know, the first thing they say is put on your own safety mask on before helping others. So we absolutely need to take care of ourselves before we can take care of others as caregivers. And if we do not tackle the problem before it happens, a bigger issue. There is a strong correlation between mental health and physical illnesses. Because sometimes stress can present as insomnia, can present as stomach aches or nausea, can present as migraines, can present as alcoholism of substance abuse or school miss, missing school, and can cause significant loss and disability, not just to the family, not just to the kids, but the whole society as a whole. Which is why it is so critical that we cannot ignore this And we cannot just let it, status quo is not an option, as I mentioned. And taking some time off, even in the middle of a day, to do something new and giving yourself some grace. Treat yourself how you would treat your friend. Treat yourself with kindness. Be a little more gentle with yourself. That is important for taking care of our emotional and mental health. 
I think it's especially important that you mentioned of taking care of yourself before taking care of others. There's the saying that um, that says you need to learn how to love yourself before you love others, and I think that could be that you could also apply it here. And because if you're not gonna take care of yourself, how are you gonna learn how to take care of others properly? You know. So I think that's especially important that you mention that. And I definitely, of course, agree that like you need to love yourself before you can love others. I've been actually reflecting on that a lot lately, and like. Because I think I'm a people pleaser, so I'm always like putting people before myself. So I've been taking a step back, and I'm like, if I don't want to do something, or if I feel like a certain emotion around certain people, maybe I need to take a step back.、Um, and as young women growing up in this society, we have to be learn to be assertive.、Mm-hmm. We have to learn to set boundaries.、Um, Again, it's a loose rule of thumb, but my goal is: if you are not saying three no's in a week, if you're not saying no to three people or three things in a week, you're probably letting people push over you. So, if nothing else, starting today, you need to know that you have to say three no's in a week. I love that. I'm gonna I'm gonna use that, you know, because I've never thought about thinking about oh saying no or counting. So I'm gonna use that. That's really interesting. Well, thank you so much. For coming on today, I had I really gained a lot from this conversation, and it was an honor to have such an amazing person like you on our show today. And I'm really appreciative and grateful for taking the time to be here. Thank you so much for addressing this important topic. And I'm gonna end with something which is near and dear to my heart: that if you or someone you love is struggling, please, please get help. It is not a weakness. It is not a character flaw. In fact, it is an act of courage, and it is an act of self-love to recognize it, to talk about it, and to get help. So, absolutely, be kind to yourself and get help if you need it. Have this conversation. So, thank you, thank you for doing this. Thank, thank you, you for so the, much. Thank you for the beautiful message. Once again, all right. Once again, it's Amaima and Hajit reminding you. That you can change the world. Connect with us on our social media platforms, and if you would like to be featured or have a question for us, send us an email at ojtpodcast@moodeltaalpha.org. Look out for our next episode. We would love from to hear from you and keep being amazing. We'll see you in the next episode. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Bye.